Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to The Black Print. In today's episode, we're talking about the sequel to The Coldest Winter Ever, 22 years in the making. This is the sixth novel by Sister Soldier. I don't think I need to give any background information on Sister Soldier and why this was a must read. If you read any of her other novels, you know why. And if you haven't, four words, the coldest winter ever. Classic novel came out in 1999. It was the catalyst to all of Sister Soldier's other novels. The first thing that was easy to pick up was the meaning behind the title itself, Life After Death. It's literally what the book is about and also a spinoff of Biggie's album, which was only fitting because Biggie and Winter are both from Brooklyn. Now, about the book. I'm going to break down the first segment into two parts. Why I didn't like the book and why I did like the book. Then we'll dig a bit deeper. Before I hit on the reasons why I did and did not like the book, I will say I thoroughly hated it. And in order to finish the book, I took a break. During that break, I watched Sister Soldier's interview on The Breakfast Club, and it is what pushed me to finish. Listening to her speak so eloquently about why she wrote the novel in the way she wrote it provided enough perspective for me to keep going. I also wanted to keep going just out of general respect for her as an author and out of respect for wanting to know what happened to conclude Winter's story. Some key things I picked up from the interview was that Sister Soldier is a Muslim, which I didn't know, and that shed light on a lot of the references to Allah in her book. Sister Soldier could have written a novel very similar to The Coldest Winter Ever, but she felt that the writing world had become saturated with a lot of books that could be spinoffs of Winter's story. What Sister Soldier wanted to do was tell Winter's story using creativity and innovation. I'll touch on that later. To tell Winter's story, Sister Soldier thought it was best that she think outside of the box and give us something that we haven't read in between the introduction of The Coldest Winter Ever and the presentation of Life After Death. So she came up with this very creative way to tell Winter's story that didn't seem to be just another hood novel, so to speak. Sister Soldier also said she didn't want to write a sequel too soon and present jail as a cakewalk. So if The Coldest Winter Ever came out in 1999, it would be too much to ask for her to have a book ready, say, 2002-ish, you know. In the 22 years since The Coldest Winter Ever, that made the wait worth it. Now, reasons why I did not like the book. And I respect every writer's craft and everything they put into their work because it's very hard to do so. So, you know, take the reasons why I did not like the book with a grain of salt. Always take a leap of faith and read, even out of respect for a writer taking their time to write. But let me just start off by saying winter is the same damn winter even after 15 years in jail. She's presented with an opportunity by her sister Portia and her husband to do a reality show about life after jail. And of course, Winter's mind hasn't changed much. She still wants to put on the grandest show she can. She wants the most expensive and exclusive cars. She wants the highest fashion and men because yeah, she's still obsessed with Midnight even 15 years later. And I think Midnight has, as far as she knew, two wives or was it three? I forget. 
Midnight made a small cameo that was not profound and thoughtful as the man we know Midnight to be. He did have some interactions with one of his wives, which was pretty cool. It was nice. And that did give me hope that maybe Sister Soldier will do a fourth Midnight book because the third one sort of fell flat for me. So I'll keep hope alive for that one. Anyway, upon Winter's release, she's immediately killed. And although it should be obvious given the title, I was not feeling Winter dying so early in the book. And for a moment, I thought it was a dream. Like, did she dream she died? Because she immediately went into the afterlife, which obviously I guess that's what would happen. But I just kept waiting for the moment where she wakes up and the reality show continues. But that's not how it played out. She was really dead. Because winter is the same winter, the book is filled with sex, 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 some weed, and her constantly talking big shit. That was all cute before she went to jail, but after, it was like, damn, winter, did you not pick up anything in jail? And I wonder if a part of that is because she was incarcerated with some of her peers. It just made the 15 years go by easier. The only remorse she seemed to have, which I wouldn't even classify as remorse, was the fact that she got set up by Bullet. It was more so her wanting to still live by the code of the streets, like, this nigga set me up. She was shocked. But, you know, a shitload of women had that experience, and that part was reality. Her loyalty to street life overshadowed any care she should or could have had for herself. And she's still consumed with, again, being seen and the consequences of that is one of the reasons why I did like the book. Reasons why I like the book. First, Winter's obsession with being the top bitch makes you think critically and philosophically about life. And I had to respect that. I did hate the fact that it took Winter damn near 300 pages out of the 350 page book for some sense to come to her. But it did eventually happen. I also respect the fact that Sister Soldier told the story in a manner that spoke to her creativity and innovation that I mentioned earlier. The middle ground between earthly life and hell is the is this place called the last stop before the drop. This is where the bulk of the story takes place. It's basically a holding ground to see if individuals can find faith and repent or show remorse for what they did on earth or if they're truly destined for hell. So if you find faith, you don't go to hell, but you also don't go to heaven. So you're in this place where you don't have a lot of enjoyment, but you also don't have the full pain and suffering of burning in hell. Winter spent much of her time in the last stop chasing niggas as usual, trying to be seen, still wanting the flyest gear and all the money she could get. Did she plan on living happily ever after in semi-hell? It's kind of a rhetorical question because in Winter's mind, that's exactly what she was going to do. She was going to live the same lifestyle she lived on earth in the last stop before the drop. And she even had business ideas. She wanted to create a fashion line. She had negotiated with the devil, literally the devil. While in the last stop before the drop, Winter is also met by two people, drummer boy and bomber girl. Come to find out, these are the twins that she aborted in the coldest winter ever. Either Bullet's baby or I forget the other guy's name. And the twins were tasked with helping save Winter's soul. So all of these women, at one point in the story, they are all gathered in the same space and they're all met with the babies that they had aborted. And these babies were coming again to save their souls. So 
Bomber Girl, her daughter, wanted to save her mother's soul so much so that she became obsessed and crossed into the line of worship. When she did that, she basically had to report back to Earth and be born to another mom. It wasn't necessarily punishment. You're not supposed to worship anything other than God. Drummer Boy, however, Winter's son, never crossed that line. He did the best he could to save his mom's soul. He wanted Winter to know he loved her, but that he definitely would not worship her. That all he could do was lead her to the right path and that it was her job to follow it. It was her choice. And Winter fought that choice so hard. She was fine worshiping men, having material possessions, and accepting her obsession with being flawless. Because Drummer Boy was so patient with her, Winter was able to live life after death in a manner similar to what she would have done on Earth, but she was riddled with things like having anal sex with the son of the devil and turning into a dog, being raped by another son of the devil, being raped with something, if you remember the coldest winter ever, she always prided herself in not being a person, a female who was raped. And so when she was met with that in this book, it sort of shook her a little bit, not enough to stop her, but just enough for her to think a little harder. She was given shitty clothes. She was turned into a snake and other things. For the majority of the book, I kept thinking, let her be dumb. She's never going to grow or learn from her experiences. She just flat out doesn't get it. The people around her didn't get it either. And one profound portion of the book was when everyone shared how they died. Half the females had committed suicide and the other half were killed. Many of the women told stories about being womanized, raped, killed by the rapist, or killing themselves because of the rape. And I felt this moment was pivotal in making Winter start going down the right path. So she started reflecting on the experiences that these other women had. The last thing that I really liked were the Islamic undertones and making the connection between Sister Soldier being Muslim and why the undertones were there was great. It was a great change from most of the novels that I read when someone is trying to have their soul saved or find faith, it's always a Christian undertone. So I did like that this gave a different perspective, but nonetheless, similar to any religion, you're trying to seek the right path and do the right thing and live life in a great way. So it was a bit refreshing to see the Muslim perspective given. Here's a quote that gives perspective to what the book wants you to ultimately take away. Quote, there is separation between love and worship. Even though there is love and love, worship also contains love. But love of anything and anyone else should not contain worship, even love of self, end quote. This is what Winter needed to get, that you can love things and people a lot, but you can't worship them or you shouldn't worship them. There's a greater power that is deserving of being worshiped. And at the moment you put things in the worldly life on an equal playing field with what really needs to be worshiped, you go wrong. My biggest question when I walked away from the novel was what are those things that we tote the line of loving and worshiping? I could do way more in terms of spirituality, so I won't even go down that road, but I do wanna be mindful that I am not worshiping anything other than that which deserves worshiping. One in a bigger home, more money, more travel, having things like ambition and hunger to be successful and continuous growth, all of those things can have some subtle elements of worshiping that we may need to watch out for. Like I mentioned, 
went to worship men. She had no idea that two of the men in the afterlife were the devil and his son. Even when she found out that they were the devil and his son, she didn't care. It was still Winter saying, I want the number one dude and I don't care if he happens to be the devil or his son. Winter worshiped things like designer items and she will go through anything to get those designer items. So when you start worshiping these worldly things, you become someone who's willing to do anything to get it. Winter made little room for growth in any other area. Her obsession with these things led her to lead a life and death seeking things that ultimately didn't matter. To wrap up the book, I would highly recommend you read it. If you're looking for the coldest winter ever in the manner in which that was written, you're not going to find it with this book, but it has a really amazing ending and I appreciate it, Sister Soldier for that and the creativity and innovation that that brought. Thank you for listening to today's episode. On the next episode of The Black Print, we'll talk about The Secret Lives of Church Ladies by Disha Fillo.